Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. Well, good morning. I will give to Cameroon. I'll give of myself. Uh, uh, no, actually, we leave. Uh, uh, will Torrens and Mark and Kate and I leave next Monday uh, to go to Cameroon. Uh, and so if you want a shot at dunking me, it's going to cost you giving to Cameroon. So uh, whatever you give, you can give a quarter or you can give a, a quarter of a million uh, for a, a ball to throw at me. If you give a quarter of a million, I'll let you hit me in the face. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're going to Cameroon, work with Ernest and Bread for Life, and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm so excited for that. Um, so today, uh, we are in uh, continuing our core series, looking at the core values of, of HCF as, as we live out our mission of leading people to discover their purpose and the joy of Jesus, and today specifically about uh, being joyful as we live out the mission of a Jesus-following church. Um, and like you heard on the uh, on the screen, the, the big idea today is because Jesus saves us, we choose to celebrate daily. And that looks like different things in different ways amongst different people and different circumstances. But, but joyful is always there. And I get it that we have a hard time at times. Um, and that's we're going to walk through some of that stuff. But, but I love, I think one of my favorite lines, it helps me to... To, to live out joy in spite of or in the midst of or, or, or hope, being hope-filled no matter what's going on is to, is to remember what C.S. Lewis said. Uh, I, I'm going to botch this a little bit, uh, but yeah, in, in Scott's summary, he said that the gospel is more about being reminded than being taught. Uh, yeah, we need to be taught. I, I'm not against that at all. I'm a teacher. Um, but, but we got to be reminded of what Jesus did when he hung and he dripped his royal blood and he saved us once for all time. We were reminded of that. It's easy to be joyful because I didn't do anything other than say yes to eternal life. Um, so we're, we're starting in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses uh, 16 through 18. A lot of scripture today. Um, and, and so we're gonna, you, can watch, you can look at it on screen or, or turn with me if you want. Um, Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians Thessalonians 5, 16. Always be joyful. Well, there you go. But Paul, dot, 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 my circumstances, okay. He says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You belong because of what he did there, what he made happen, and what you chose to, to accept and then live out, and eternity is yours uh, without any issue. There'll never be one when we, when we are in our eternal home. So this is how we choose to celebrate daily, is we do these kinds of things. I mean, the gospel's full of it uh, as far as different things we can do to celebrate daily. One of them is to always be joyful. This passage here is very similar to something Paul says in, in Philippians chapter 4, where he's, he's adding to, to this thought and adding, um, adding to, to the way we're, we're called to live uh, and experience God's peace beyond any circumstance or whatever's going on in our lives. And he says this in, in Philippians 4, 
verses 4 through, what is it, 9. He says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Every day, he's one day closer, right? We don't know what soon means. Uh, if I'd have said, you know, if you'd, have, if you'd have told them soon means over 2,000 years, they'd be like, that's not soon. But, but in context, because it's, it's an eternal context. We're made to live in eternity, so 2,000 years is really soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So he's saying similar things to both churches. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. That's how we stay joyful. I was talking to a person the other day, and he made this comment. He said, you know, I don't really come to church there. I don't really go to church anywhere. It's always a great start when you're uh, expounding on uh, how a person does uh, Jesus wrong. But um, he said, you don't talk about sin enough. First, uh, there was a lot of logic in my brain going on. I was like, well, how do you know? But uh, okay. <laughs> you don't talk about the depravity of man and the condition of the, of the wicked soul, the understanding of hell. Seems like you talk a lot about, uh, you know, loving like the, the father did the prodigal son. And this radical grace and compassion and this overwhelming love of God. But how are people to know that they need to, what they need to do to get it right? And I said, well, I was bound for sin. Or I was living in sin and bound for hell and then Jesus. So I know where I was and that's not me anymore. And, and here, I, here I am now. And he's like, yeah, but... But, you know, the law, the, the law needed to remind people of all the, the, the horror of their life and what they needed to do. And you don't ever remember the law. And I said, maybe sheepishly, I said, I remember the law. His name is Jesus. He fulfilled it. Oh, you always do that. I'm like, why shouldn't I? He's Jesus. And he fulfilled it. He said so. Yeah, but the depravity of man. And I'm like, yeah, lost people need to know Jesus because Jesus loves them, but I just don't know if I go in swinging at the horrors of their life and how hellbound they are and, and how miserable wretches they are, and they're going to listen to me about Jesus who actually loves them. And he's like, yeah, but. I'm like, you just, you live in a yeah, but world. So, you know, my response we started this conversation, and it's not as clean and easy and neat as this, but we were talking about joy versus duty and uh, joy versus remorse and uh, joy versus understanding how awful worms we are. That was kind of where our conversation was going. And, and I said, here's the thing. To me, the Bible is a great big love story about God and his people, and that's all of us, saved and unsaved. He loves us all. And the, 
And the love story is there for everyone at the end of their life. If they don't choose Jesus, they will choose not to accept the love. But, but I want to tell them about the love of Christ. That's why he hung on the cross. He didn't hang. Yes, he hung on the cross because I sinned, but he hung because of love. You can't separate the two, but, but the one is overriding. The love of God sent Jesus, and the love of God held Jesus there and then the love of God raised Jesus from the dead so he could call us into eternal life with him. And that's why I'm joyful. God calls us and he pursues us. He forgives us, heals us, sets us free. He invites us into his favorite thing to do, which is go save people. And our response to that kind of love is simply accepting it, saying like we sang, yes, I will. I will accept your offer of eternal life and freedom from sin and, and, and the love of the creator God in my life. Yes, I will. I will accept that. At what cost? Nothing. Get rid of hell. <laughs> oh, there's your hell talk, buddy. Uh, I, don't have to, I don't have to have it anymore in my life. I mean, think about it. If, if being joyful because Jesus saves us should be a character trait of my life like it is with God, if it should be an attitude of the heart, if, if we choose, um, if we choose to, to live in joy no matter what's going on, wouldn't trying to be joyful while reminding ourselves of what horrible wretches we are kind of be like a chore that would fade over time? If, I'm trying to be joyful, but man, I'm a worm. Every day, you're a worm, you're a worm, you're a worm. I'm so happy about that. I, I get it. I, I, I'm a sinner saved by grace, but now I'm a saint. I don't have the sinner. The sinner was my past, was my history. But my present is, is that I'm a saint. And I know that I sin. I'm a saint who sins, not a sinner who's a worm and is lucky to be saved. I'm not lucky to be saved. I'm blessed, yeah. But it wasn't luck that saved me. It was a plan before creation that God had to save me because of love. And that's why I'm joyful. I mean, let's say I was in dire need financially. I made bad mistakes. Mark Kincaid came along and he said, Scott, I know, I know you need some help. Here's a million dollars. Thank you, Mark, by the way. Anytime, by the way. Kids are expensive. Uh, here's a million dollars and uh, get yourself get yourself right, okay? A year later, Mark comes and goes, hey, I'm glad things are going well. I need you to start making some payments on those. Interest-free, great deal, 10,000 a month until you're paid off, but a great deal interest-free. I'm like, okay, man, you saved me. I'm, I'm good. So every month, I go and I click the send Mark $10,000 button on my Wells Fargo app, and right before I send it, I get a notice that says that Mark deposited $10,000 in my account, Okay, okay, wow. That's, that's awesome. It happens every single month, eight years and four months. Every single time, right before I click, it says 10,000 just came in. Wow, what a deal. How unfair, how lopsided, how crazy is that? He loaned it to me. He asked me to, to, to live well with that and, and, and do things that I need to do. And then everything that I was asked to do by, by Mark was paid for by Mark on top of it. Yeah. Grace and mercy. 
He gives you what you don't deserve and he removes what you do. That is, that is really what I like to refer to because it's one of my favorite books. I was talking to Lee Bullard about it this week. Uh, the Ragamuffin Gospel. I'm just this, this is who I formerly was, this bedraggled, messed up, kind of tainted clothes, a uh, little bit dirty like the prodigal son and he saved me uh, in that state. I didn't get anything right. He saved me before I got anything right. He was the right that I got. We celebrate because the truth, as simple as it is, is this. God is enamored with his people. He loves everyone he makes. That's why I like the pregnancy fundraiser, the pregnancy life fundraiser on Tuesday. We stand for human life from the very beginning because God is enamored with the baby at the smallest moment of their existence. And we will protect it because that little baby in that womb cannot protect itself at all. And so what we do is we protect that baby and then we come alongside the, the mom and the dad if that, the dad's a part of it and we say, how, how can we help you? That's why I love having Pam Tebow here. You gotta come hear her story. It's crazy when you hear the fullness of it, especially knowing who Tim Tebow is and what he became as far as a human specimen. Uh, I'm not a Florida fan, but he's probably the greatest college quarterback of all time. And, you know, he just, he's just an amazing man of God. But you got to come on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm not telling you to come and bring your, your uh, checkbook, but come and bring your, uh, your bank app, okay? Uh, and just be here, all right? But God is so in love with us and, and he's, so, he's so drawn to, he's like, I want, I'm in love with you and I want you to do this, so I'm gonna help you to do this. I need you to go share the gospel, so you just walk over there and I'm gonna talk through you. I need you to give this financially, I know it's above and beyond, so I'm gonna actually give through you. I need you to, to, to study my word and then I'm gonna tell you all about it. You just, you just get into the word. Whatever he asks us to do, he gives us the ability to do it. That's him. That's what I love in Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. Paul, he just, uh, it's like he can't figure out a way to say it. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the, confi understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. He's like, man, I just want you to get it and understand it. You're just not gonna, but you do it and you will and you won't, but then he'll give it to you. He just, he's so much. Pursue him and just learn how much he is and you'll never get bored. Not one time. Not one time. And you might, as you follow him and, and you choose to live joyful in the spite of everything and, and, and you're trying to, you know, become a picture of Jesus, but then you're still getting, you know, cleansed from who you were. All those things that go into being a, 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 a piece of clay on the potter's wheel. You might question the, the validity of of God's just all-inclusive love for you at times. You might wonder, hey, is the other shoe ever gonna drop? Like, eh, there's a good sign-on with him, but like, is he ever gonna come back and go, and now we gotta talk about your issues? Yeah, you might, you might question that kind of stuff, but even, even as he's convincing you he's not gonna do that, you're, you're growing in living joyful. 
You're, you're going to be happy and excited in this life you live and, and, and joyful as you, as you continue. And you might ebb and flow at times. I mean, if you don't, I don't think you're a human. So like, you're going to have ebb and flow times, but joy is, is overriding in the midst of it. How you feel, well, that comes and goes at times. But don't trust your feelings unless they point you to Jesus. If they never point you to Jesus or they, or they go against what's in the, in the word, just you know, toss those feelings in the garbage or have somebody pray with you. Eventually, you will rest in that love and grace and care and really God's unfathomable setup for your life. Everything he asks you to do, he gives you the ability to do it. The love of God is basically unimaginable. I mean, when it comes to, we can get as far as we can get, and he says, yeah, every time you get another step, you're gonna realize there's 50 more steps, and then you get there. You just, it's, it's impossible to imagine and understand it all, and that's good. If we, I think Dan Britton says this most of the time. If he's a God that can be easily explained, he ain't that much of a God, right? There's gotta be a lot of him that I'm learning and growing in and then I'll die not knowing and then I'll have eternity. No, I'll just, I'll have eternity to do that. And we stop and think about how Jesus rescued us, how God made it happen. How can we ever be sour? Did he ask you to do anything to save yourself? Martin, did he? In spite of you, Martin, he saved you. In Romans 5, 8, while I was still Scott, that dirty, dastardly creature in San Marcos, Texas, while I was still that guy, Jesus went to the cross and died for me. I did nothing. How can I be sour? How can I not live joyful every day just realizing what he did to rescue me? I mean, look at Peter. After the denial of Jesus and Jesus' death on the cross, he's, he's sad, he's defeated, he's broken, he's fully shamed. He's in his own mind, he's shamed himself, right? He's, he's slinking back into his pre-Jesus life, going back fishing because he knew I failed Jesus and I denied Jesus and so I'm a worm. And then Jesus, like all of us have, we all have a then Jesus story. And if you don't yet, you can have it in this moment. If you don't have a then Jesus or a but God story that rescued you, he wants you. He longs for you. He did everything to save you and he desires that you know him and call him his, your, your God, your king, your Lord, your savior. All you have to do is say, yes, I will accept what you give me. But here's Peter and he encounters this this redeeming savior on the beach. You know, we had that story uh, at the end of John and, uh, you know, Jesus is on, is on, the, on the beach and they're in the boat and they realize it's Jesus and Peter just jumps in and swims to him. And then Jesus meets him and makes breakfast for him. And, and he sits there and he just, he lets him know. He reminds him, I, I still have a call on your life. I still have a plan for you. I still have things that, that need to be done and I'm not gonna do them except through you and no one else is gonna do them because you're the one designed to do these things. So do you love me? Of course I do, Lord. Of course I do, Lord. Of course I do, Lord. Sometimes you just need to be reminded 
that he has plans for you, that he saved you, and that he loves you, and then you can go, okay, I don't have to earn my way back because you can never do that. You just have to step into the truth about who you are and, and who Jesus is, or what, what Jesus has for you. I mean, Peter would have been, would have been buried as a so-so fisherman except for his encounter with Jesus on the beach that morning. And then we read in his two books, First um, and Second Peter, about, you know, about this transformation. We see this transformation that comes as, as he becomes this compassionate shepherd. And in, uh, in, in Second Peter, I'm sorry, First Peter 1, verses uh, 6 through 9, he writes this to us. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire gets tested and purifies, as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it'll bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Christ, Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You will love him, even though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. If Peter had been asked to write something the day before he met Jesus on the beach, I guarantee you it would have been filled with, uh, don't open your mouth, uh, don't make any bold statements. Um, try your best to, uh, uh, to not fail miserably uh, as, as a friend or a follower um, and uh, just stick to what you're doing and, and don't step out of a boat. That would have been his story. This is what we get somewhere along the line after he met Jesus on the beach and Jesus reminded him, I did it all. And I still have plans for you. Peter understood that, that life has tough stuff, right? He's telling us right here about the trials. But he was convinced that living joyful is as normal or maybe even more normal, if that's a word, uh, for us than breathing. Being joyful is just something that we should be and, and live out because of Jesus saving us on the cross. In fact, the Bible gives us this picture in Romans that, that, that living joyful because of the grace given to us uh, is, is, is extremely powerful. It's this gift that God gives us. Paul says where sin, where struggle and failure and bad decision happens, God's wonderful grace becomes more abundant. God's grace rules, making us right with him. That's what he tells us in Romans 5. So where you might fail or struggle or this might be your past and, 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 and maybe the enemy's heaping that on you or somebody else is heaping that on you or you're picking it up again where that sin or that struggle abounds, some versions say, grace abounds much more. God giving you what you don't deserve and if you can't be joyful because of that, then you need to have some time to make things right with God and ask him to break and restore your heart. 
so that you can get rid of the old crusty, stony heart and have one that's responsive to him like we read about in the Old Testament. Uh, For me, I was thinking about this this week. I was reading a number of books and then I'm reading these passages and and I just came to this conclusion, Lord, I'm so glad I got caught by you. (laughs) I'm so glad I got caught. Rarely ever growing up was I glad I got caught. Uh, Probably never. Right, I was a kid who did a lot of things, uh, very caught-worthy. Um, I got away with a lot of things, so I figured whenever I got caught, it was kind of just desserts. Uh, you know, I was like, I, I probably figured, you know, I get caught 10% of the time, so I get away with it 90% of the time. Uh, that was my life. Um, uh, my mom's still alive somehow, uh, but uh, my dad went early. He's like, yeah, he had me. Uh, he, he took me out. Um, but, uh, but in my life, this pride-filled anger, angry guy. I mean, I was, I was the prodigal in one sense and I was the full of pride guy in another sense. And I, I, was, I was self-righteous like Paul. And somewhere along the way, God's grace and mercy caught me and he saved my soul. In the midst of a spiraling life with selfish desires and issues off the charts, I got caught by the reckless, raging love of God. And I'm so glad. And I know people, a lot of times we sing that song and I don't think anybody here complains about it, but it's like, we shouldn't sing about the reckless love of God. Well, it was crazy. It was wild. He had his own son executed for me. I think that's pretty reckless, but in a good way, a planned recklessness. As hard as I tried to run, I couldn't get away from him. Uh, We were singing... I think the line is, his mercy is running after me. Is that what it was? His mercy? I'm not going to sing for you. His mercy is running after. I have to, sing it. I have to say it poetically. Can you imagine the, the love, grace, mercy of God running after you? It sounds kind of weird. Like if you turn around, all of a sudden this grace-filled, loving, uh, merciful God is running after you. At first, you'd be scared. You'd be like, I got to get out of here. He's big. And then he runs you down because you can't run away. And then it's like, oh, he's just holding me. <laughs> He wanted a hug. Wow. Wow. As hard as I tried to get away from him, I couldn't resist it. I couldn't resist it, and it transformed everything. How can we not love that God and be joyful? How can you not live joyful? It's, yeah, this president does that, and this, this Congress does that, and, and, and this, these states are doing this, and then there's China and Putin and all the stuff of the world. I get it. It's heavy. But how can I not be joyful? He saved me from myself and from hell. How can I not be joyful And just knowing that like every moment I live here, I'm playing with house money. I'm living with house money because I've got eternity waiting guaranteed. How can I not live joyful? If I'm sour, I'm missing Jesus. It's the joy of simply knowing an indescribable Savior, this loving creator, this Father who forgives I mean, when Jesus met me on my own self-righteous road to Damascus, he simply asked me, Scott, would you forgive those offenses you've held for so long? And by the way, I'll, I'll give you the ability to forgive. Just say yes. Scott, I want to show you who you are as my son. I, I'm going to do it all. Just, just receive it. Scott, can you let my love 
touch and heal you in your weakness and in your pain and set you free. And then I'll fill you with all my power to do everything I ever ask of you. There's just this, there's just this joy of being God's target. Usually when you're someone's target, it ain't a good thing. When you're God's target, everything he's bringing at you is love, love, love. Compassion, grace, care. All for you. Because he doesn't need anything. He just wants to give you everything. Belonging to the one who made me and then saved me. I never had to figure out how to be joyful. I mean, I ebb and flow at times. I didn't have to figure, okay, I'm supposed to be joyful. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? If I try to figure out what to do, it's not going to be natural and it's going to fade. But if I'm just like, wow, look what you did. I'm happy. Right? If I just keep remembering what he did, I'm happy. I'm full of joy. I just need to be reminded of the transformation that took place and what Jesus did and how much he loved me to get there. Now, somebody might come along and say, okay, it all sounds so wonderful, but how in the world am I supposed to keep it up? I mean, I get it, I hear you, but how do I keep it up? Well, Jesus gave us the words, remain in me, John 15. Verses 5 through 11 says, Jesus is talking, it's all in red. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask me for anything you want and it will be granted when you produce much fruit, when, not if, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things, Jesus says, so that you will be filled with my joy. I've just told you, just stick with me. It's all good from there. I didn't tell you to study this and get a theology degree. I didn't tell you to, to be in this and do seven chapters a day so that every year you can make sure you read through the Bible one time. I didn't tell you this so that you can go to every service possible. Those are all good, healthy, fine things. But he says, the way that your joy will be full is stick with me. Yes, your joy will overflow. So would others say that you choose to celebrate daily and live joyful? I want you to stand with me. I was reading, um, again, I was reading a couple books this week, texting back and forth some stuff with Lee Bullard and I ran across something in one of my favorite books. And it spurred this on, and then this morning I wrote it down. And I just want to read this. I don't know if it's a prayer or a declaration or, or what, but I just felt like the Lord gave it to us. Maybe it's a challenge for some and a joy for others. Most of us believe in God's grace in theory. But somehow we can't seem to apply it in our daily lives. 
we continue to see him as a benevolent dictator slash bookkeeper tallying our successes and failures on a spreadsheet. Yet God gives us his grace joyfully and willingly no matter what we've done. We come to him dirty, bedraggled, and beat up. And when we sit at his feet, he smiles on us. We are the chosen objects of his affection and furious love. That is why we choose to be joyful and celebrate daily. Hey, if you got to deal with some stuff during these songs, deal with some stuff. But if you follow Jesus, you call him Savior, King, Lord, Redeemer, you've made that decision, you're a Christian, you're a believer, you're a follower, however you want to term that. If that's you, determine in your soul Command it like David did that you will not walk out of these doors until you have purposed to live joyful in everything and everywhere and around everyone. Do what it takes to get it set in you like concrete, but then live it out however it needs to be in the moment, wherever God takes you, whatever conversation or relationship is going on. Don't just leave here having been at church for an hour and 20 minutes. Leave here saying, I'm gonna to choose to celebrate daily and live joyful. Jesus, move in us as we worship you. Thank you, amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.